Welcome back into the Lucky Shots podcast, the Lucky Bets show today for week nine. Got Dylan Corbett back in here with us. Uh, trade deadline was yesterday. Quite a quite a bit happened. Uh, I, I officially hate the Broncos. Um, <laughs> first Vaughn Miller, now Bradley Chubb. I'm just, I'm not having a good time over here. Uh, no. Yeah, we got a first round pick out of it. We'll probably waste it. Uh, well, you don't have Elway kind of poking around anymore, or do you? You know, I feel like he's always got some uh, – the ghost of Elway's always hanging around that franchise. Yeah, that was – I remember because you could have – what, that was the Josh Allen draft, right? Instead, you went Bradley Chubb uh, because you were supposed to – yeah, you were supposed to get the – you were going to bring back the purple-eating men of the early 50s with Vaughn Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb. Did it quite work out. Yeah, seems like a guy that, uh, you know, in my opinion, you build around, not get rid of – as Von Miller was, as we still see Von Miller tearing up the league. So uh, nope. I'm just, I'm not having a good time as a Broncos fan. So before we get into the lines, uh, let's just run through some of our thoughts on stuff that's happened. Uh, you got the Colts with Sam Ellinger now. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like definitively. And last week didn't look all that great. What are our thoughts there? Uh, I think fantasy value kind of dips just a little bit until he gets it kind of figured out. No, totally agreed. And I was, you know, I wanted to play it from the sidelines, but I really didn't have the ability. So I, you know, I was, I threw Paris Campbell in a couple lineups. It worked out right around his projection, but I hated the targets. He got two, ended up turning that into basically his projected production. But yeah, it left me with a lot of questions. I tweeted out Matt Ryan would have had the game winning drive uh, for a kick for a field goal at the end. I mean, you know, what are we doing? The whole, of course, uh, as soon as I become a Colts fan, I send that entire franchise into a downspin like every other fan base I'm a part of. Um, Frank Reich's firing and his old coordinator, even Frank, even though Frank Reich is the guy that's calling the plays. It's a lot of ass saving right now from Frank Reich, and I think it's not even working. So, yeah, fantasy-wise, obviously, that took a dip because I was pretty invested into Alec Pierce. Yeah, the targets were there, but I still don't know if I could, you know, he's basically I'm keeping him there as a bench uh, player until I could fully trust him, even in a flex position. But obviously my heart sours for Matt Ryan, who, uh, you know, tough way to go. Everyone ages. It happens in the NFL, except to Tom Brady. Um, But yeah, it's been a tough couple of years for Matt Ryan and, you know, a great career is all of a sudden going to fizzle out with some not like kind of like Adam Benatari, right? I mean, Benatari's an all-time great, but Matt Ryan kind of, you know, not a very luxurious ending to what was a solid career. Yeah, and uh, as soon as you jump off the Falcons bandwagon, they start uh, being the leaders of that division. So, <laughs> Of course, yeah. Just just our luck. Uh, so the Travis Etienne, James Robinson thing, this happened last week. Uh, Etienne had a pretty good game uh, without Robinson in that backfield. Our thoughts on him, our thoughts on Robinson in uh, New York for the Jets. I'm kind of sold on ETN after just seeing immediately after Robinson's gone, goes out and gets 150 yards on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume he's going to start mixing in targets with that as well. So uh, I'm pretty high there. Also kind of high on Robinson once he gets his footing uh, with New York. Yeah, ET. I ask you a question here. Would you rather have ETN or Jonathan Taylor going forward? Yeah, you know, oh, and that ETN for sure. I mean, 
And now even one better, what about in Dynasty, right? You know, yeah. like who would you have going forward? Is Jonathan Taylor trending down as most running backs do after they have this explosion in fantasy? Um, crazy. And, you know, now Naeem Hines has gone too. How about the NFL trade deadline finally figuring it out <sighs> and like becoming more like the NBA, more like Major League Baseball and making a day out of it, a week out of it? Um, you know, we don't see these blockbusters and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the James Robinson deal definitely ruined my uh, Michael Carter uh, handcuff, at least muckied, uh, you know, muddied the waters up a little bit there. Yeah, it, you know, when is Robinson going to take over more and keep eating into Carter's production? Jets are interesting now, too, because they're showing that they're going to have to throw the ball. All of a sudden, Garrett Wilson, a guy who is a nobody, is all of a sudden a hot commodity in fantasy once again. Now that the Brees Hall backfield is decimated and you basically have a timeshare that you're kind of waiting and seeing as you're saying who's going to take the lion's share eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the jets will be all right to continue having kind of the same run game they did before Brees Hall went down uh, because I, I still think James Robinson's fully capable, yeah. but I just think it's going to take some time, obviously uh, like with this next guy, McCaffrey, his first week with San Francisco, eh, left you wanting more. Well, he, he fucking gave you more this week. He, he got it done uh, through the air, on the ground, receiving. Mm-hmm. He had a touchdown on in each category. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers, even more valuable than with the Panthers. Uh, why not? I mean, you got a creative <laughs> offensive schemer there. Uh, it's not like... You know, Garoppolo is looking, you know, he's not looking to rip the top off. You know, he's looking to get to playmakers in space. And there you go. You've got one of the best to do it. Yeah, you hope for his health. Uh, Certainly. And again, I would kind of throw out the first week with the 49ers. He he didn't even know the playbook. Like, right. You kind of just started them if you had to. And it was, yeah, it was fine. But it wasn't McCaffrey production. And then, boom, this past week. Yeah, crazy. I mean, Totally re- revamps uh, his fantasy value through the roof, right? Like, oh, I 100%. he's got to be the top commodity. And I think it turns, you know, the 49ers into a much scarier team. Uh, yeah. You know, they've been able to turn weapons back there with no names into fantasy studs. And now they have a fantasy stud doing, you know, exactly what the 49ers backfield does and then some. Right. And then the two probably – Biggest offensive trades of yesterday, TJ Hawkinson going to the Vikings, Chase Claypool to the Bears. Uh, Hawkinson, I just haven't seen much from him this year, but I think in Minnesota, it's definitely going to help make it a little more exciting. Uh, We'll have to see how he works together with Justin Jefferson, how that kind of plays out. Um, Claypool with the Bears. That doesn't really excite me at all. It's not a huge passing team. Maybe with a weapon like Claypool there, it takes off. I'm more interested in Steelers now of Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, George Pickens without Claypool there. Yeah, Claypool didn't really cut into the uh, targets all that much because, I mean, they were trying to be creative with him, but overall he wasn't super duper involved. So, the Hawkinson trade, I like. The Claypool trade, it's just we're gonna have to wait and see anyway. Like Hawkinson, a big name, and yeah, it's like you know that's an offensive weapon. But again, I'm kind of like I'm in wait and see mode because we thought Irv Smith would be that guy, and it's just not a real tight end friendly offense. Now, right. will it be with Hawkinson? 
<laughs> are you worried? Does that does that make Thielen just like a no go fantasy wise anymore? Does that eat into Justin Jefferson as one of the top guys a little bit? It's interesting. I'm sure it's going to help Cousins, right? Yeah. But there's yeah. a lot of mouths to feed now, especially with a name coming in. Um, I mean, this this new Vikings GM loves making trades, and he doesn't care if it's in division. Claypool, yeah, another name where it's like, okay, he's virtually going to be Darnell Mooney, but at least Fields yeah. has someone else to you know throw to and not get sacked. Right. Um, Fields has been trending up, so I, I like that for Fields. But again, I'm kind of with you in <clears throat> excuse me in hesitancy for. All right, now what does this mean for everyone else, fantasy wise? Right. Um, gotta let my dog out real quick. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, so we'll get into the week eight cash ins. Uh, yeah, Denver, the plus one hundred underdog against Jacksonville cash in. Yeah, New Orleans, the plus one hundred uh underdog cash in against Vegas. Washington cash in one twenty six over Indy and Cleveland cashed in over Cincinnati. So now in the week nine lines, I've got quite a few written down here. Only if like only three that I'm actually willing to play those being Atlanta over the chargers, Jacksonville over the Raiders, the Rams over the bucks, but you've got a lot of interesting lines this week going through, trying to do my pick them this week was absolutely horrific. I had <laughs> so many games where I'm like, uh, maybe this one. Okay. No, yeah. actually I'm thinking this, but no, I'm going to do this. Like, so much back and forth because there's a lot of games where it just could go either way. And I hate the NFL for that, but I also love the NFL for that. No, that's the beauty, especially when we get into, I mean, yeah, we're more than halfway through the season now, right? We just kind of passed that uh, eight and a half threshold with week 17 now uh, or 18, right? We're actually at the halfway point. Yeah. So that's interesting. I wrote down here too, and I'm going to kind of monitor throughout the week. This Texans line is so I was on the Texans this past weekend and like I didn't even watch the game. I just what I like took a nap, woke up and I was like, oh, great. They, uh, you know, lost by seven casual and it was, you know, a terrible game. Um, Yeah. Titans all of a sudden, you know, the Colts are gifting them that division. I mean, everyone's on the Eagles. The Eagles are just rolling, rolling again. We've talked about this where I feel like, you know, the Vikings are seven to one, but I you know, it's like the half the NFL or maybe even just five to seven teams we know are good. And then the rest are just, I mean, okay, you beat the Texans. Okay. You beat, you know, Eagles just rolled the Steelers. Okay. You know, like I want to see you do it against good teams. Right. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's only so many slim teams. It's like the bills kind of the chiefs. Right. I mean, looking at the NFC, Unless you trust the Eagles or the Vikings, you know, I'm still kind of harping on the Buccaneers because look at that division and I'll trust Brady, even if he is the lowest seed in there more times than not over Kirk Cousins when he's the standalone game in prime time. Um, so I kind of like this Texans line. I think Eagles, maybe one of the more quieter undefeated teams we've seen in NFL history. Now that we're in week nine, I can't believe we haven't, you know, kind of harped on that a little bit more. So I like the number here with the Texans plus 14. Yeah. Uh, Any other lines that are really jumping out to you? I mean, one that I'm sitting on is Washington against Minnesota. I I marked that down as well. Coming off a big win, Heineke's a gamer. It might not look pretty, but he gets it done. Commanders all of a sudden. I don't know if Chase Young's going to get back. He's close. The, The Kirk Cousins revenge tour. Uh, going to FedEx field for the first time since obviously, you know, he had a 
less than gracious exit from Dan Schneider and company. East Coast Kirk, uh, road game Kirk. You know, Vikings have passed every test I've kind of laid out for them. I keep moving the line in the sand <laughs> further for them. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the commanders there, plus three and a half. You get the hook. Who knows? Maybe they squeak out a win. And then talk about, we just talked about the Titans. Yeah, the Chiefs are great. Titans getting 12 and a half on uh, Sunday Night Football. You know, like Titans are a middle of the road, if not okay team, who have been in the playoffs for a while. I guess, is Tannehill going to play? They were able to just eke out a win with Willis. So that's what's interesting. And the last one I'm just keeping an eye on is the Jets because there there are a lot of big lines here for the NFL, and that usually gets my eyes wide. Um, obviously you said it, we were, the Browns just cashed over the Bengals. They were three and a half point dogs and they ended up, you know, looking like they should have been the favorites. Right. Yeah. Uh, only other one that's like really jumping out to me is Detroit against green Bay. Just cause shit is green Bay actually going to win one of these games. There's two games, you know, the giants, the jets that they were supposed to win, didn't win. They got (laughs) rolled by the Bills. I mean, now going in against Detroit, I mean, Detroit's nothing impressive, but neither's Green Bay. So it's going to be an interesting one. I wanted to keep an eye on, but. It was like Green Bay gave up. Like they were running the ball down 10 just, or even more than that, just so they wouldn't get embarrassed. Right. (laughs) And it was almost like they conceded Um, Detroit. I was on Detroit this past week. They pushed right at the number of four against uh, Miami. I mean, same thing. Go go look at my uh, video about Dan Campbell. It says it all. You know, a lot of yes, yes, we're men, and a lot of losing. Right. All right. So let's hop into DFS. We're counting last week as a, a draw, a tie. You know, every oh, every I would I had a good week too. Oh so shoot! We're, we're so did I. I was, yeah. I was looking at my line from last week. I got so many notes in here. It's it's ridiculous. We're on the second week. I I got up to one fifty. Uh, you know, Tua cashing in, Derrick yep. Henry, DJ Moore. That was that was a good play on my part. I think you so, like that hail mary he caught. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, had he kept his helmet on them. They might have been a team that cashed in, too. Uh, so at my quarterback position, we're going to start with old Geno Smith. We're going with him against yeah. Arizona. They're 27th against the quarterback. He's only 5,800, so nice uh, and affordable. Really like that. And Arizona gives up 26 points a game. They've given up three 20-point performances, a 30-point performance, a 40-point performance. Geno Smith proving that he's somewhat fantasy relevant this year. Like, yeah, I'm loving this matchup. Uh, in the last time I was loving on Geno Smith, he was like the quarterback too. So hoping that yeah. this is another week just like that. Yeah, I've, I'm starting him in uh, one of my fantasy teams, so I'm hoping that as well. Yeah, not just fantasy relevant. I mean, he's been he's almost been a mainstay. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. kind of made you have some tough decisions there in Arizona. Yep, uh, good matchup there. All right, here it is. Uh, this is the only it's setting up perfectly. If Aaron Rodgers does not score more than 16 points against the Detroit Lions, he should retire. <laughs> I mean, come on. What it's just setting up perfectly. This is the time where he's going to get 20 points. It's gotta happen. He's relatively ch- cheap, 5,900. So I'm rolling with a Raj uh, uh in a home game against Detroit. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, like you said, that 
it's got to be at least the the floor in this game for him. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough. So my running backs, two guys. Uh, one of them got on my love list for uh, this week. The other guy I've got on my start list. So was able to put both of them in. Travis Etienne going up against Vegas. They're twenty fifth against the running back. He's sixty three hundred. Vegas just last week. Finally let Alvin Kamara go out and put up a running back one performance with 42 points. ETN last week, 156 yards, a touchdown, 25 points, running back seven. I just talked about it at the top of the show. I am really, really digging ETN right now, especially in this kind of matchup. And then my other running back, Tyler Algier. Mm. Why? Because he's going up against uh, the Chargers, who are 31st against running backs. He's only 5,400. LA's given up four top 10 performances. Two of those were top fives. Uh, and last week he was, or they gave up the running back three. So yeah, uh, I'm really hoping it's going to be a big week for Tyler Algier. Uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot from him, but I am okay playing any running back against the Chargers defense. Yeah, and he's been solid, right? He was kind of – I threw him in a couple lineups, had him on the bench for another, and got you a solid dozen points, something like that, double figures. Not bad. He's – yeah, it's not – it's been like 50 yards and a touchdown of getting a bunch of touches. So it's like touchdown or bust, but I like that play. I'm rolling with ETN with you too, just too, you know, too hard to ignore there as he's getting all the work. I'm going to go Joe Mixon too. People have been ragging on Mixon a little bit, but, you know, he somehow finds a way to put up respectable numbers, maybe not – what you were expecting from a guy whose name we've heard for a couple of years now in a high potent offense, but uh, I'll roll with ETN and mix in there. They're basically priced the same and hoping to project the same as well. Yeah. And Mixon just like you said, he doesn't do anything spectacular, but he's got a line and he's pretty much stuck to it. And yep. if you can get that consistency, that's always a good thing. Wide receivers. Let's cash in this week. Let's go. Yes. Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, scary terry let's throw scary terry mm -hmm. in a lineup finally uh jefferson going up against washington they're 24th uh he's 8600 washington's given up four top 10 performances two in the top five uh jefferson's averaging 21 points a game has three 30 point performances it's just got to be another one of those weeks uh hopefully hawkinson coming in doesn't eat into that a whole lot but i, I trust justin jefferson t higgins Going up against Carolina, he's 7,300. They've given up two top 10 performances, 20 points a game. No Jamar Chase. I know last week that didn't really pan out. Just going to chalk that up to it was Monday night football, and I picked the Bengals, so of course they were going to lose that. Uh, this week, I think it's going to be a bit better. Uh, who knows? Maybe we see DJ Moore go off as well, and we have just kind of a back-and-forth long pass game and i would love that and then terry mclaurin with taylor heineke's finally re-emerged 18 points 16 points the last two weeks minnesota they've given up two top five performances really liking it for 5900 i like it sorry my dog's talking to me here so i didn't <laughs> want to interrupt uh your uh thesis there i'm rolling with justin jefferson as well um i mean the projected points are just too hard to ignore right now um, and then I'm squeezing in Tyree Kill, who might be the most bankable fantasy receiver you can bank on uh, outside of maybe Cup, who's got a scary question mark next to his name this week. Um, so I'm rolling with Hill. 
And then now here's where my lineup starts to get a little ugly since I uh, was a little top heavy there. Zay Jones, kind of like a prayer there. You know, he's a veteran. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be a little bit more comfortable now that he's not facing Denver swarming him. Yeah. Um, so we'll go Zay Jones here. Super cheap, 4,100. Guy that can maybe fly under the radar, get you a 560 and maybe a touchdown. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's on my start list this week, so uh, I think it'll be a decent play. It just depends on who's going to be the guy. And the Raiders are so bad. I mean, that <laughs> might be the worst team in the NFL. Um, yeah. Really and poor. Just reminds me when I was growing up and, you know, the Raiders just sucked all the time. So yeah. I love to see it as a Broncos fan. Uh, tight end position. We, we've we talked about, uh, you know, Atlanta as kind of middle of the road. I think this is the week where the Chargers offense just kind of gets it. And I think Gerald Everett's going to be a big part of that. It won't have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen in some capacity, maybe. And Gerald Everett's a guy who is consistent, you know, at least 10 points or so in Atlanta. They've given up three top five performances, two top 10 performances. So five out of the, what, eight games they've played, a tight end's been inside the top 10. So I really like that play uh, with Gerald Everett. And then just trying to sneak somebody in with the money I've got left. Let's try Evan Ingram this week going up against mm-hmm. Vegas. Uh, you know, he's averaging 9.1. It's the best budget option I had at the at that point. So let's roll with him. Let's see what happens. I love it so much. I've got it myself. Uh, Ingram's my flex. Uh, I love him. I've been, you know, he's my number one waiver priority uh, for this week too. Is like, you know, you, it's just he's putting up that line week in, week out. Finally caught his first touchdown of the year. Maybe that can keep going. Um, yeah, thirty three hundred. I I love Ingram this week. The targets are there. They're looking for him. Lawrence can bank on him. And then you said it, uh, I'm not going Chargers, but I'm going with uh, the team that uh, shares the stadium with them for my tight end with Higby. Um, Chargers game, that's going to be a shootout. I'm hoping with Herbert back, obviously he's down all of his weapons, but hopefully he could just throw it all over the field against the Falcons. But Higby, another one of these guys that you could just rely on. Uh, Cheap, you've got him in the 3,000 level as well. Looking at probably the same type of game for Higby and Engram and hoping one of them, if not both, gets a touchdown there. And the old, you know, I love a good two tight end, Ricky. So I threw it at you again. Yeah. And I've kind of adopted that with uh, being able to go a little heavier at the top. So, right, right. Good, good strategy there. And then defense, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, you talking about Aaron Rodgers has got to be the game. <laughs> Hopefully it's not because we're going with the Lions. Oh, uh, the- I don't love it, but we're going with it. It uh, was one of the cheapest defenses, and, you know, Green Bay, they're shaky, so why yeah. not try it? Uh, I think I played the Commanders a couple weeks ago against uh, Green Bay in this DFS lineup. Didn't kill me, so <laughs> let's try the Lions. I like it because, I mean, there is – Rogers showing you he's got a way of just, you know, not doing anything, maybe a little more prone to throw the ball away too, but – I mean, the <laughs> Dan Campbell, they, they haven't given up less than 24 points this year. Nah. Uh, but if you get maybe a touchdown, a pick six, a couple of turnovers, I like it. I'm going with uh, the Buccaneers. I think this could be an ugly game. I mean, yeah. you know, this is a rematch of the playoffs last year. A uh, little Sunday matinee. I imagine this will be Fox's game of the week. I could be wrong, but 
uh, Buccaneers at an even 3,000. And, uh, you know, you're going to be looking for sacks of Stafford. Um, you would assume that those are going to kind of get you your floor. And then hopefully that and maybe cups more banged up than we think. So maybe, uh, I'm kind of sneaking in that price there for the box. Yeah. Uh, it's never a bad idea to just go with the Buccaneers defense if you can. I mean, right. They aren't necessarily the defense of the past few years where they'll absolutely dominate, but there's a reason that the Bucks are in most of the games they play, even mm-hmm. with the shitty offense. So oh. uh, not not a terrible play there. Uh, current standings there, 4-3, and we'll say one. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan up on that. This is, this is going to be the week. I think this is going to be the week. It uh, evens back up. Hopefully, we continue to just keep it even for the whole yep, year. Yep. Make it competitive. Uh, prop bets, you're super far ahead of me, and I forgot to even write down uh the points here so we're just gonna ignore that act like it's zero zero for uh, right now next <laughs> week will be updated at the quarterback position we're going with jalen hurts or patrick mahomes for more fantasy points hurts has houston and mahomes has tennessee i'll go hurts because i think tennessee is going to be more of a game but then that kind of worries me because is mahomes going to be thrown all over all over the place is Kadarius tony going to play um you know interesting there i'm worried about clyde edwards Hilaire a little bit yeah i'll go hurts there just because you have the ground capability and if he scores a rushing touchdown that's more times than not gonna eclipse most guys yeah that's what i'm going with as well uh you know mahomes is gonna have to throw for 400 yards and three four touchdowns i think to keep up with hurts uh right. hurts has been like the number one quarterback a few weeks um mahomes maybe once this year so i'm gonna go with hurts yeah. there uh let's do it i just i like it better and i think houston is in that conversation with the raiders of worst team in the league uh <laughs> yeah. geno smith we just talked about him in my dfs is he going to get higher or lower than 250 passing yards against arizona see this is interesting because i <laughs> like geno and I think you'll have a good game, but Arizona, like the only thing Arizona does is they don't let you go deep on them. Is Lockett healthy enough? Is Metcalf healthy enough? Are they going to go to Marquise Goodwin? Goodman? Goodwin? Goodwin? Um, I'll say I think you're going over, so I'll go under for Gino. Yeah, I'm going. You're right. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going higher. Uh, I think it's a decent matchup. Uh, you know. The Cardinals, yeah, they don't let you go deep, but you can move the ball on them. Yeah. And 250 yards, that's right. That's a bit on the lower side, but it's right in that ground where it's like you could get 249. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a tough number. So uh, I'm going to go higher. Hopefully we, we get there. Austin Eckler or Alvin Kamara, more receptions going into this week. You got a. Eckler against Atlanta, Kamara against Baltimore. Yeah, and Baltimore is like a sneaky, not too, you know, great defense this year. I'm thinking about rolling out Andy Dalton uh, as a stream. Yeah, Kamara coming off the, uh, like his breakout game, so to speak, or his reannouncing himself game. I think, I just, I think Herbert's going to have to lean on Eckler super hard this week. So I'll go Eckler. 
I'm going Eckler as well. If you look at the last two weeks for Eckler, over 10 catches both weeks. Uh, yeah. Kamara, even had, as the running back one, only had nine catches last week. So uh, Interesting. I, I like Eckler there. Now let's hop into another guy that we talked about a little earlier, Tyler Algier, in a matchup that I think is heavily favorable for him, higher or lower 15 fantasy points. <laughs> That's a good number. Um, I I think I'll go lower because I'm hearing weird chatter about Caleb Huntley this week. I don't like it as an Algier guy, um, but I mean, it's kind of like what's going on with the Bears, right? Where you can't start Herbert, even though he's putting up numbers in that backup role where he's, you know, arguably startable, streamable. Um, yeah. I'll go under for Algier. He's a guy that either him or Montgomery that I'm surprised weren't on the trade table yesterday. Uh, Mm -hmm. because you've got bears are shipping everyone off. Yeah. And they apparently like Montgomery more than, uh, Herbert. Don't understand it. Don't get it. But then why wouldn't you send a guy like, uh, Herbert somewhere that could get you some capital, you know? So Mm -hmm. two guys, I was a little surprised weren't on the table. Let's move on to wide receivers. Deandre Hopkins, two weeks, 22 catches. What's he going to do this week? Higher, lower, nine receptions going up against Seattle. 10 and 12 the last two weeks. Seattle, a a sneaky, really good pass defense, I guess, according to fantasy, right? Like they're the third best against receivers. But the the D-hop target bonanza cannot be ignored. I mean, he's a must start. Uh, And if he is a must start, that means uh, he must be going over nine receptions. Yeah, I'm sitting there as well. Uh, you know, D Hop was a guy that when my season started wasn't too hot. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, maybe I can throw him into a trade and somebody will bite. I'm glad that nobody bit because uh he's sitting on all three of my fantasy teams. Yeah. Went three and oh this week. I've gone five and one in the last two weeks. Don't call there it a go. comeback, but what? we are starting the train. The engine is it. rolling. Gotta get back into it. D hop big reason for that so i'm going higher as well amon ross st brown he's got no hawkinson to deal with now is he going to go higher or lower than 15 fantasy points against green bay i mean what i guess injuries have been hampering a little bit i mean he took over the nfl now he's just quiet i mean josh reynolds didn't do anything this past week for me you've got almost a running back competition um dan campbell i think should be fired as much as i think boston college should fire their head coach and jeff halfley uh i'm gonna go under for Amon Ra. and fun stat here he's on my sit list he hasn't gone over 15 since week two yeah so it's uh it's where the number came from but fuck it we're going with higher because okay. uh it is Amon Ra st brown i love the kid and of all weeks to do it Good week to do it against Green Bay. So is Jair gonna get him? Remember, he was up in Diggs' face, uh, and then Diggs pretty much blew him out of the water. And well, here's here's the thing. He wasn't on Diggs for the whole night. He he right. kind of stuck to whatever side he was on. He was on Gabe Davis for just as much as he was on Stefan Diggs. True. So I mean, if they move St. Brown around, he could draw a more favorable matchup. Yep. Uh you know, I don't understand a defense that has somebody like Jair Alexander and he isn't completely following the number one guy yeah. everywhere they go. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me, but hopefully 
it continues this week so we can get higher than 15 for Amon Ross St. Brown. We talked about Hawkinson, so is he going to go higher or lower than 10 points with his new team, Minnesota, going up against Washington? Give me lower. Minnesota will find a way to mess this up, and uh, I think you and I are on the same page where we like the commanders this week. Yeah. Uh, contrary to that, though, I'm going high. <laughs> Smashing <laughs> yeah. the over on all of these. Uh, you know, it's it's Hawkinson. I think this is a better spot for him. Uh, you know, Irv Smith has had games like like these, and Hawkinson is obviously a better talent than Irv Smith. Yep. Yep. I think he's going to go higher. Uh, may not be by much, maybe a 10.1 game, but <laughs> if it's higher than 10, it's higher than 10. Correct. And then let's finish off with Kyle Pitts or Evan Ingram. I think I know where you're going with this one. Uh, more receiving yards, Pitts going up against the Chargers, Ingram going up against Vegas. Pitts finally got a touchdown, right? I saw a lot of people uh, with him on his bench there. I'm going Ingram. This He's just the more bankable guy. I mean, if Pitts has the uh, game he had last week, that's going to be a loser for me. But if Pitts has the game he's had pretty much every other game, uh, that's an easy Ingram winner, and I'm uh, going to bank on that. Yeah, I mean, sitting here looking at it, the fact that it's receiving yards, I I think Pitts, that's what I'm going with. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be close. <laughs> I think both of them somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 yards. Yeah. So it's just who who gets that one catch that's a little longer than the other. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'm going to go pits there. And All right. looking at this, this could be the week I make some sort of a comeback towards you in these points. Let's but, do it. Uh, probably not. I'll probably just end up in a deeper hole, you know. Uh, <laughs> But hopefully I'm the donkey that they try to bury and he just keeps popping up on on <laughs> yeah. the rest of the dirt. Yeah. But that is it for this week, guys. Uh, sorry about last week. That was my fault. Uh, but glad to have Dylan back in this week. Uh, if you didn't catch the show yesterday, full fantasy show yesterday uh, on the channel. Tomorrow will be the game day show right before your Thursday night game. Uh, and then check out all of Dylan's stuff. I'll be on his as well. So uh, that's that's it for today. Thanks for joining, guys, and we will see you next week right here on Wednesdays. <laughs>